Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week 8 of the NFL season is here, and if you want to place a bet on any of the football action all season long, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, or whatever sport you want to bet on, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Ike, October is a great month for sports, so what you need to do, head to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, scout of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a 12-year veteran of the team as a cornerback and two-time Super Bowl champion, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, it's a new week, which means there's a new opportunity. Steelers going in two and five, playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Battle of Pennsylvania on Sunday, struggling going into this game. But like I said, New opportunity and, hey, upset on the table against the NFC's best, the last unbeaten team in the NFL. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, It's going to be a tough one. I I saw a picture earlier this week. Matter of fact, I think it was yesterday, Mark. saw a picture, my first time ever seeing this, for Coach Tomlin um, sitting on 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 the bench and the offense was gathered around him. The offense was gathered around him. I don't know what was said. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. And that meant something to me. To have Coach Tomlin, Tomlin sitting on the bench, to have the whole offense facing towards him, having their undivided attention, um, that's when you know the change of guard. That's when you know things are very serious. You know, this is uncomfortable territory, not only for Coach T, but for the Pittsburgh Steelers and a while. You know, Coach T haven't had a losing season thus far in his career. Um, I can't tell you when I've had. I think I think we went six and ten. So two thousand three might have been the first time we had a, a losing season, and that was a long time ago. We damn near talking about nineteen twenty years ago, Mark. So 
Cortez is in unfamiliar territory. Uh, for his coaching career, Pittsburgh is in unfamiliar territory. But um, that pinch that pitcher gave me grace. You know, you know, even though we're two and five, uh, the fact that I saw uh, Coach T talking to the offense, having everybody's undivided attention, it's going to be a turning curve. You know, it's going to be a learning lesson with the rookie quarterback in, Kenny Pickett. We just going to have to go through some growing pains. That's just what it's going to be. Uh, for the defense, they play lights out other than the four interceptions they dropped. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the day, you couldn't ask too much from a defense with two Bugatti sitting between Waddle and, and Cheetah. And to it, uh, the first quarter, it didn't look good for Pittsburgh. They came out blazing, guns blazing, and 10-0 just like that. And after that, it was three and three, 16 points. So gotta give, I got to give my my hat off to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They played a heck of a, not only second half, but from the second quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. They gave their team opportunity. Now for Kenny Pickett and company, uh, we shall see. Kenny's, Kenny's going to be up and down uh, with his with his play, but that's expected. You know, but they finally getting the ball in, in the hands of the playmakers. I think Chase Claypool, have woke up, woken up a little bit. Uh, he's putting some consistent games back to back with his consistency with Pittsburgh. Been looking for for a while. Uh, we just got to figure out how to give Deontay and, and and other guys the ball. So say, um, my personal opinion on the offensive side, and I don't know if I should be saying this. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Lil Warren get the ball more often. You know, um, he's coming out of the backfield. Um, he's already proved he can pick up the third down blitzes a long time ago. Might as well let it rock a little bit. So, uh, but just to see that picture, I don't know if you saw that picture, Mark Cote talking to the entire offense in Miami on the sideline um, and catch, capturing their undivided attention. That said, that showed a lot and said a lot to me. Hey, here's where I'm at with everything. And I recorded a reaction after the Sunday night game. This is just my personal opinion. And you, Ike, you know, I'm not one of these people where, oh, we got to get rid of knee jerk reaction, but. I'll go through all the different statistical offensive categories. If Matt Canada stinks it up again, the offense stinks it up. It's just my personal opinion that he needs to go. And here's why I point to this 31st in the league in points per game, 15 points a game. And that's your defense helping you out as well because of the wizardry of Minka Fitzpatrick. And when you only give up 16 points in a game to the dolphins, you should win that game with your defense. I know the dropped interceptions were part of it, but 30th in yardage per game, 31st in yards per pass, 32nd in quarterback rating, 28th in yards per rush, 30th in yards per drive, 31st in total touchdowns. I look to the running game. You still don't have a rush beyond 20 yards this season. This offense has been anemic, and they only have one pass play of more than 40 yards. So they're not getting splash plays from anyone on this offense right now. And I, to me, it's as simple as this. And I know that the skilled position players are still very young, but the sum doesn't equal its parts. A year ago, Deontay and Najee were both Pro Bowl players. As a rookie, Pat Fryermuth, seven touchdowns. In 2020, Chase Claypool tied a franchise rookie record with 11 touchdowns. We see what uh, George Pickens has been doing. Six receptions on six targets, including one of the best catches we'll see all year. Why do you go away from Pickens when 
you got to prove that the Dolphins can stop that. I love the efficiency. Six catches on six targets. This offense is very frustrating. And if you stink it up against the Eagles, if you want to make major changes, you have the bye week following week eight. That's where I'm at with everything, and that's just my humble opinion. Yeah, I'm not going to discredit nothing you said. Um, You're entitled to your own opinion. There's a few things that I can't say, but they're running into a monster going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Not only are they top three in the league in the rush game, uh, you acquire A.J. Brown, and you see what Devontae Adams has been doing since he came in the league. And you see what the offensive line been doing. All they've been doing is being bullies, kicking butt in a running pass game and moving on and (laughs) – in, in winning ball games, that's all they've been doing. With the helm at, at, at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, all he's been doing is throwing the ball, having been throwing interceptions, running when he needs to, getting first downs and extending plays. That's exactly what they're doing. So everything Jalen Hurts needs from a perimeter side, he has. He has a big bully at the wide receiver position at A.J. Brown. He has somebody quick that can go deep and make plays in, in Adams. And, man, that offensive line, man, I don't think we're giving the uh, Philadelphia Eagles credit on the offensive line. And we ain't even going to talk about the defensive side. You know, I, I vouch mm-hmm. to get big boy. I said big boy uh, defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. I said Jordan Davis was the best the best player the best player in the draft. Everybody laughed at me. You saw that, Mark. And right now, what Jordan Davis is doing. When Who's Jordan laughing da- now, Ike? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Old scout IT, <laughs> that's exactly who's laughing now. And because I, I, I say a guy who's 350-something pounds can run low, a low five-something, and that agile, them guys don't come around. Sasquatch don't come around too often, you know? So that's how I look at that's how I looked at Jay Davis. And to see what he's doing now for that feeling. And, and he's even a better person. I remember, I remember listening to training camp. Uh, he was dogging one of his – guys in the drill and one of the reporters said something like Jordan Davis blase blase Jordan Davis was like nah that's my teammate we just making each other better so he protected his teammate off of so-called um what a reporter had said try to make try to make it look bad but Jordan came in at, at the post at the post conference he was like nah man that's my teammate so nah we just getting each other better I just so happened to get the best of him which y'all saw we both was going at it so just to see somebody doing that, just to see that secondary, just to see the head coach, because when the head coach first got hired, just off his interview, we was like, man, who is this guy? This don't even sound right. Now, fast forward to three years later, you see what the heck he's doing. You know, he's got Jalen Hurts and company, the Philadelphia Eagles. He's acquired in the offseason and getting A.J. Brown. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, when you look at the offensive line, I'm going to keep talking about the offensive line because that's where everything starts. And you know how I feel about the offensive defensive line. It's the foundation of your house. When you build your house, what you're doing, you're doing it from the ground up. So you got to have a strong foundation. But just to see Philadelphia overall in general, just to see the offensive defensive side, how they got their drive picks, what they're doing with their drive picks, how they're using Jalen Hurts, the guys they acquired to help, to help Jalen Hurts. Man, this is good to see. So this is going to be another – Tough, tall task for the Pittsburgh Steelers who have been what? Just very inconsistent. Ike, you mentioned the offensive line with the Eagles. You know, I say, say build the foundation from the ground up. And to me, for a young quarterback with Jalen Hurts, he is the beneficiary of the expertise right in the middle with Jason Kelsey. He's the brother of Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. We love Travis Kelsey, but it all Correct. starts up front. 
on the interior with Jason Kelsey, 34 years old, well-established veteran in this league. And that's where it all starts with this Eagles offense because you got the two monsters on the outside at the receiver position. Don't forget Miles Sanders in the backfield is pretty good too. So if Hertz doesn't have it, the Eagles can pound the rock. The thing I like about Philly is they can win in a multitude of ways. It's not just one way that they beat you. I mean, you hit it on the head. They, they can win four ways, really. We can win it. We can win this ball game on defense. We can win this thing on outside with the two perimeter guys. We can win this thing with my legs, as in Jalen Hurts, or yep. we can win the guy who behind me, and that's in Miles Sanders. It's, it's, it's four different ways Philly can win. So they, they, don't, they really don't rely on one thing to beat you. They see who's hot that day. If the defense is hot that day, guess what the offense is going to do? They're going to run the ball. They're going to slow the clock down. They're going to play action pass. They're going to throw plays to uh, A.J. AJ Brown, get him out the backfield, use him like a Debo Sanders. That's what they're going to do. If they feel like they if they feel like they perimeter guys are better than your secondary, guess what? A.J. Brown is going to be the bully that day, <laughs> and Adams is going to benefit off that. If they feel like, man, we just want to control the clock and control the game, guess where they're going to go? They're going to go to play action. And if the play action don't work, guess what we're going to do after that? We're going to use Jalen Hurts' legs if he can't find them. So, yeah, you're right, Mark. They can beat you in all, really every aspect of the game. The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles can beat you. That's why you just can't lock in on one thing when you're playing them. And from the Steelers' offensive standpoint, Ike, I want to give a shout-out to Alex Corzoa for this stat from Steelers Depot. The Steelers are on pace to score 259 points this season, which is 30 fewer points than they had in 2019 when they started Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, all while playing one fewer game. So – we're not trying to make a hyperbole about the struggles of this Steelers offense through seven games. The stats don't lie, Ike, and it doesn't lie. It Our eyes don't lie either. So that's the frustration. They've got to try to get right against an Eagles team coming off a of bye week that's been, if not the NFL's hottest, at the very least, the hottest team in the NFC. And again, the last team who is undefeated in, in the NFL. It's the NFC's hottest. And I, like my boss at work, she's from Philly. I mean, this is very premature, but she's already talking about Super Bowl parades. That's that's the the level we're talking about with this season's Eagles team. Yeah. I mean, she has every right to. Yeah. You know, it has shown her nothing, but we're going to the Super Bowl activities, exactly what they're doing on the field. But this is what I will say. And I said this with my kids because I coached some 10-year-olds in Orlando. And we was cold. We was real cold in the beginning of the season. We was well, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But now we're getting hot, and it's late season. And that's one thing I do know about the NFL. You don't want to peak right now. You want to get to around week 14, 15, start peaking, and you'll roll your butt and stay hot all the way through the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I like the regular season. She has every right to be excited and happy, but we still got 10 games left. That's a lot of football, Mark. It's a 17-game season, and we ain't even talking about the playoffs. So, yeah, right now Philadelphia has put themselves in position in the AFC to be one, to have a bye. But, golly, it's a lot. It's a lot. 10 games, Mark. It's a lot of games. Anything can happen in them 10 games. So I, I will say pump the brakes, Philadelphia Eagles. I know y'all happy. A.J. Brown said it last week. 
man, the city is litty. It's lit. He loved the city. But 10 more games, 10 more games, that's a lot of football. Anything can happen in the span in the course of 10 games. I do know this for sure. And I don't want to be hot right now. That's because the expectations when we get to the playoffs are what? Going to the Super Bowl, talking like the Philadelphia Eagles, talking like the New York Jets, talking like the New York Giants. But, man, when you get these quarterbacks, these Aaron Rodgers who's struggling right now, these Patrick Mahomes going on the road and beating San Fran's, these Joe Burrows lighting it up, lighting it up right now. And what I mean by Joe, Joe started off – Joe didn't start off. He started off cold. And we was questioning. But mm-hmm. we knew we knew sooner than later Joe Burrow was going to wind up getting hot. And look at Joe Burrow. He threw for a 481 piece <laughs> in, a, in a ball game. So – not so fast, man. I just know these veteran quarterbacks, these Josh Allens, these young studs, you know, once they get around the December time, it's going to be a wrap. Yeah, like right now of like teams that could win the Super Bowl, and this could obviously change, but if I had to pick five, two in the AFC, I'm taking the Bills and the Chiefs. The Eagles are up there. I'd put the Bengals in that conversation and then the Cowboys given their ability to play defense. Those are the five that I would have right now. I think the Giants are in that conversation. This is not a flashy pick, but the Titans, the Rams, if they can get right offensively, big if there. And then like, I know the Bucks and Packers are at three and four, but a lot can change here in the coming weeks. Some of these opinions are going to change between now and Thanksgiving. Ike, we just need a little bit bigger of a sample size. But if I had to pick five where you said, Mark, you can pick five teams to win the Super Bowl, it would be the Bills, Chiefs, <coughs> Eagles would be my top three. And you then I would put Bill? the I'd put the Bengals and the Cowboys in that same conversation. Bills who? Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. Okay. Those Eagles. are my top three in some order. Okay. And then I would pick the Bengals and Cowboys as well, also in that conversation to make to make an even five or a, to round it out with five teams. I mean, you spot on the money, bro. Let, let me ask you this, Ike. If you had if I said you could take either the Bills, Chiefs, or Eagles to win the Super Bowl or the field, which side are you picking? I'm taking the Bills. Okay. I mean, I just hope I just hope Josh Allen stays healthy because he's running a whole lot, you know. He's 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 using his body a whole lot, but I'm taking the Bills. They just, man, they just the only the only the only question mark I have about the Bills, Mark, is the running game. I know in December, January football, you can throw all the yards you want, though. But man, you got to have a running game. That's that's how you win the Super Bowl. You win Super Bowl by controlling the clock because now you give a team less possessions. So you know in the playoffs, you know them. Them, them 15 possessions, you cut that in half. Them things turn into eight, nine, eight, nine possessions, Mark. We know that. You know, offensive coordinator get to looking at the clock in the second quarter, man. He like, they only had three possessions this whole first half. Yeah. And that's how it's when it comes to the playoff. Now, how do you do that? You control the clock by having a running game. Now, Josh Allen is part of that running game, a huge part of that running game. It's just, man, I wish they had a big bruiser. I love Singletary. But I wish they had a big bruiser. For me, I'd feel better if they had a big bruiser who can control that clock and, and take some of the load off of Josh Allen being your quarterback. 
makes a lot of sense to me. I let's get a. Uh, I'm going to give my quick score prediction for Eagles Steelers. I've got the Eagles 31, Steelers 14, over under at 43, and. <laughs> What are, you, what are you laughing at, Ike? Well, that's cool, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I've got. I mean, look, the the Eagles are favored by 10 and a half. Some books have them at 11, Ike. I mean, I, I don't expect it to be pretty. You're right, but you added a couple more points to that thing. <laughs> you added about three more points to that thing. <laughs> you said 31-14. I mean, the line at 10 or 11, you said, man, let me plus, plus three that thing. Let me add three more points. The Eagles are coming off a bye week. I think they're going to be prepared. That oh, it just hurt my heart. But yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You, 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 right, Mark. You one hundred percent. Listen, listen. My picks have been terrible this year, and you either want to be great or terrible. My picks against the spread this year, Ike, for the Steelers. I am one in six against the spread this season. So if you've done the opposite of what I've said, you've made some coin on betonline.ag. Hey, that's the only thing I hate about these buys. It's going to be one or two things, and it won't be a great area. Either you coming out the blocks hot or you going in, the, in a whole south direction. That's the only – it's a hit or miss. That's the only thing about these buys. But that's a good – uh, I don't know. I don't know for Pittsburgh. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm going to say some prayers. All right, Ike, we will move on. And again, we know you've got your scouting responsibilities with the Steelers. Trade deadlines coming up next Tuesday, November the 1st. And I want to play a game with you. I've got two players listed on the Steelers that I think have the potential to be traded. I'm not saying run them out of town. I'm not saying this is definitively going to happen. But if the Steelers get phone calls from these teams, I think they entertain the phone call. First player I want to start with, Mason Rudolph, who's been the third-string quarterback all season long, has starting experience, has a winning record as a starter and quarterback in this league. I think if the Colts call the Steelers on the phone and they say, hey, Matt Ryan just got benched, slash he has a grade two shoulder separation injury, he's done. Sam Ellinger, the former Texas quarterback, is going to be the starter. He's one play away from getting knocked out, and then who's your back? Back up if you're the Colts. Colts call the Steelers and off. I don't know. Give Pittsburgh back a third or fourth round draft pick, Ike, and we can start to build for future seasons. I think you entertain that offer. Mason Rudolph to the Colts, possible fit. I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, you out. You said third, I was saying fourth. But when you said third and fourth round draft pick, I was like, perfect. Let me go in on and get on my horn, make sure I get my all my grades together <laughs> and giving it to Omar. <laughs> Con and company for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That wouldn't be a bad look at all because that situation and, said. So we got Matt Ryan sitting down for the whole season. Sam Ellinger is coming in uh, to be determined to see what the young man do. You got a guy who has a backup with Mason Rudolph, who's been a starter and played in a few successful games. Let's see what we can do. You know, if we if we're gonna turn if we're gonna flip the coin, we might as well flip it all the way. And who has quarterbacks? The Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they got three good quarterbacks. So, yeah, I'm not going to knock that at all. That would be a good one. I would say serviceable quarterback, Psych, but that's just that's just me. But quarterbacks Correct. with starting experience is the point that I'm trying to yeah. make. Yes. And that's that's where I'm at with that. So, okay, Colts, let's, let's get them on the horn. Let's get them on the phone. And, uh, again, Rudolph has starting experience. If you can get value for him 
in future seasons instead of, look, I know he's probably valuable in that quarterback room, but he probably wants an opportunity potentially to get on the field as well. That's not really going to happen so long as Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky are healthy. So there's one possible fit. Chase Claypool to the Packers as well was another potential fit, Ike, that I had. And I know the Steelers aren't usually a team to make midseason trades, but Aaron Rodgers, Packers sitting at three and four, trying to chase down Minnesota in the NFC North division. Remember, you lost Devontae Adams in the offseason to the Raiders, and you get Aaron Rodgers another weapon as the Packers try to put it together to make one more postseason run as Rodgers starts to get older in his career. Possible fit with Chase Claypool if they get the Steelers on the phone. Look, Claypool is at least a second-round pick, so if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm asking for at least that. And that's where I think that conversation starts. Yeah, you can ask for that, but you probably get a third. Yeah. If if you get rid of Mason, and we're just hypothetically speaking, if you if you if you get Mason off for a fourth and you get Clay off for a third, I mean that's two thirds and that's two foes. So you gotta you got a first, a second, two thirds, and two foes. Yeah, so that's 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 some good that's some good picks. Really, that's where you build your team when you're looking at it from a draft standpoint. That's just my personal opinion because your first and second and third round and them guys, you should hit on all three of them. You should already know they're coming in. They some of two of them gonna be starters. If if the third round wind up being the starter, that's perfect. But from four all the way to seven, that's really where you're building your team. Um, I just look back on how we was building our team as the Pittsburgh Steelers from the fourth round from when I came in all the way down. Everybody played. You know, Aaron Smith played, Brett Kiesel played. I played and in between Aaron Smith and Brett Kiesel, they wind up becoming uh, Pro Bowl guys, you know? So that's when you really want to build your team. And, 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 and people don't look at it this way, but I do, Mark. You want to start from the bottom up. I'm going to hit on one, two, and three. That's how you got to look at it. Okay, my fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft picks, how can they come? I'm not talking about to contribute. I'm talking about to put pressure on guys to be in a position to start. Maybe they slipped in the, in the from, from round four to round seven because a scout or somebody projected them wrong. Maybe they slipped because they had a few issues in college. Maybe they slipped because they did something in the combine that uh, other people thought they would have ran a jump higher. Maybe they just slipped by the end of the day. You know, that tape don't lie. So um, that's that's how I feel as you build the team. The, the, the better, the more aggressive, the more dog your later round draft picks are, Man, the better your the better your whole the better your whole locker room gonna be. And I've always looked at that, especially coming from a scout from my perspective. The late round draft picks the Pittsburgh Steelers used to get wind up being the eight Antonio Browns, wind up being, you know, all pro Pro Bowl guys. You know what I'm saying? So me, Deshay, uh Deshay was a fourth rounder, he played 12 years. I was a fourth rounder, played 12 years, was two, two starting corners that won the Super Bowl in Detroit. Uh, Will Gay wound up playing 12 years. He was a fifth-round draft pick. Uh, Brett Kiesel was a sixth-round draft pick. Uh, wound up going to the Pro Bowl. Aaron Smith was a sixth-round draft pick. Wind up going to the Pro Bowl. Who else I'm missing out on? Uh, so well, like a- you stole you stole my AB line. I mean, we're talking about the player, but for five or six seasons as a sixth-round pick, you're in my brain, Ike. Was it, you know he. Had, wasn't a better receiver, had a better run than A.B. in a five- or six-year span at the time he was hot. 
you can say what you want to say about him off the field and his decision making, but on that field, I mean, in about a six year span, wasn't nobody doing nothing AB was doing. AB yeah. was in a league of his own. So, and that's that's what I remember from Pittsburgh, just getting the later, the late rounds, you know. So really that's what you just need to get back to. But as far as like the trade the uh trade 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 deadline, Mark, yeah, I can see a three for Chase. I can see a four for Mason. And the reason why I can see a four for Mason, because you know they always value quarterbacks. Um more quarterbacks are always value more than any other position, is what I want to say. We saw Christian McCaffrey go from the Panthers to the 49ers. Do you think there are going to be any other blockbuster deals between now and next Tuesday? No, nah, that was a blockbuster deal right there. You know, for, for CMC to leave Carolina and to go to San Fran, you saw immediately they they put him in. I mean, the starter in. And Wilson Jr. is one of my favorite running backs in the yep. league. So they set they set him down to you know to get CMC Christian McCaffrey some touches, and he's going to fit well. Mark CMC is going to fit well. He's going to fit well with them boys. You can just already see because he's small in stature, but he's not one of them small running backs who just want to run to the outside. The young man don't mind running inside in between the tackles, and that's exactly their personality when it comes to it. We ain't even talking about coming out in the backfield, you know. I think the first couple of plays they did like quick screens to CMC right now just to get him the ball and let him do what he do. First down, first down, first down. As long as he stays healthy, Ike, and that was the question going into this season was his ability to stay on the field. But if he's healthy with the ball in his hands in space, he's not your traditional between the tackles running back. He can do it all. Get him the ball. He's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. He can do it all. So well, I'm, I'm with you there. Backs with San Fran stable with the backs, Mark. They're not going to use him like how Carolina – What like CMC was the guy. You know, with the stable uh, Coach Shanahan has sitting over there at San Fran, he's going to fall in line right with the mix. They're going to have a good mix. They're going to make sure they don't overload the young man. I trust Shanahan a little bit more than I do former Panthers coach Matt Rule, and I'm not trying to step on someone while they're down, right. but there's a reason he was the first coach fired this season, Ike. So I – I'm excited for that fit in San Francisco. And look, the Panthers got a haul back. And the Panthers, even at two and five in the NFC South, are still only one game out of that division. We'll see what interim Steve Wilkes can do with that opportunity there, Ike. So you're two and five and you're only one game out of the division. That shows you how crazy this season has been. Yeah, you saw what PJ did to Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one one thing about when when Trent, when when the head coach get fired when during the season. When you when you're when you, the guy gets traded, and then Robbie gets traded as well, Anderson, the wide receiver, will wake a lot of people up. Everybody on eggshells. That's a reset button, you know. So when they when they traded CMC, man, guys in the locker room like anybody, ain't nobody safe <laughs> in this locker room. So it wakes you up. So yeah, that laziness. Oh, yeah, they're not coming in. The, the meeting is at 8, and you coming in at 8.01, and you're supposed to come in the weight room. We start at 5 in the morning, and you coming in at 5.15. Nah, with, with that trade with that CMC, with Christian McCaffrey, nah, that's a wake-up call because you don't want to be, you don't want to be in the streets. Like, you want to play football, and sometimes you got to do that to wake guys up. I'm not saying guys aren't motivated. 
I'm just saying sometimes guys get content, you know, and what they was doing over there in Carolina, they weren't winning like the high expectations was for them to win with the coach um, and Matt Rule. They wasn't. Nowadays, when you just get to letting guys go, especially CMC, and we've been seeing what CMC been doing since he got in the league, you know, coming out the backfield and running the ball in between the tackles and just having a lot of splash plays when he's healthy. When you let that guy go, ain't nobody saved Mark. That's why they came out the way they came out against Tampa. They played like ain't nobody safe. Like, this is my last opportunity. And they will continue to play like that <laughs> because they know the GM and they know the uh, owner Tampa ain't playing no games no more. So that's 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 what I'm liking, man. It's, it's, it's that reset button. It's putting, <laughs> it's putting gas in the fire. You know, that fire was kind of low for that locker room, I thought. And uh, there were, that's motivation. Sometimes motivation got to come in, in different forms. That's a whole different form of a, of a motivation when you trade a guy like CMC to the San Francisco 49ers. But that's after the fact that you trade a Robbie Anderson to, to the Arizona Cardinals. Ain't nobody playing no games. And Tepper, with it, with it from afar, it just looked like the owner Tepper is in, is in cahoots with the interim coach and Steve Wilkes. So, Coach, whatever you want to do, now's the time. And he's letting Coach Steve, and you can tell these guys are playing for Coach Steve overnight. I'm saying overnight in our eyes, but obviously they've been – the players been thinking Coach Wilkes should have been the head coach. I'm just – I could be 100% wrong, Mark. Well, I'm it's – the thing I've got my eye on is Tepper, when he talked to reporters after the firing of Rule, the thing that was interesting to me is, is okay, is the current GM going to be the GM next season as well? So there's potentially a lot of changes in Carolina, and Tepper wouldn't commit to him. But Tepper's still new to this, because he just took over the Panthers in, I believe it was 2018. So he's still new to this. A lot of owners come in and say, hey, I'm going to do it differently than owners that have been in it for generations. Ike. I'm talking decades. And but so, Tep, go ahead. Tep on a team, though. Tep is a new for, for, for ownership. You know, Tep been owning professional teams for a minute. Don't forget, Tep was a minority owner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's still a Pittsburgh guy. You know what I'm saying? So, um. And he's he's the richest owner, to be honest with you. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he's the NFL richest richest owner. So, you know that money that money ain't a problem. And he'll tell you that straight to your face. When it come down to money, that's not an issue with me. That's how I was quick. I was quick to get Matt Rule in, and I was quick to get him out. And we ain't never got to talk about money. He gonna get his money. I'm gonna move on to the next one. So, uh, I I know Tup a very confident guy <laughs> with personality I will say I will say so um you know just that old Pittsburgh billionaire background you know Mark Cuban the Rooney's um Carnegie Mellons uh, I, I don't even think people know Rockefeller is from Pittsburgh but moved to New York mm-hmm. talk about Tell. like we can we can go down the line with just all of these billionaires from this little 412 area code Sit on right there. Yeah, the Onus Wagner shirt, Ike. I 
most valuable baseball card in the history, most valuable sports card in the history. You can Google that and look that up. Ike, yes. we need to move on. This show okay. kind of got off the rails, but okay. that's okay. I'm going to bring us okay. back here. Monday is Halloween, and so we're going to do a Halloween draft. Both of us will pick five candies. I will give you the first pick. you got to pick one candy to start, and we'll do to where if you pick a candy, then I can't pick that same candy. I've got my list ready to go. But you can get your your first pick. I'll give you the first pick of whichever Halloween candy. I, I, I forgot like. the name, but it's the old school candy. The corn, the corn candy that's yellow and orange. The little small ones, the uh, candy corn candies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with traditional with that. I'm going to go with the throwback. That's All one. Right. For- All right. You've got candy corn at number one. Number one, I'm taking M&M's chocolate as well. Pop those in the fridge or the freezer, Ike. Pro tip there. You get a nice little dessert and it's just it's you've got to have them served cold. I am adamant about that. But okay. M&M's chocolate is my first pick. OK, I can go on my second pick. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm about to steal it from you. Uh, my second pick is you can put this also in the refrigerator as well. The Reese's peanut butter cups. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, I'm with you there, Ike. You put those in the fridge or the freezer, absolutely delicious. I struggle because, like, honestly, Ike, I only need two. You get the king-sized and you get four cups, and it's just like my stomach's going to be upset, but I can't help myself because they're so good. Correct. What you got? Okay. Uh, I will go with Kit Kat and also pop those in the fridge or the, fridge or the freezer as well. So if you're taking Reese's, Reese's was on my list. I'm going to take Kit Kat with my second. And my third is my third is the king size snicker. Good pick. Good pick. You ever have the Snickers ice cream bars? I not not your traditional stickers, but the ice cream bar. Seen them, but I never had them, Mark. Delicious. And there are certain things I can't buy at a grocery store. That's one of them because I would just eat the whole box in one sitting. But good pick. So with everything off the board, I'm looking at my list. Give me the traditional Hershey's bar. It's a classic. Hershey's Pennsylvania. I've been. We went as a kid. My family took me. Incredible, incredible thing. And what uh, – uh, can't remember his first name. Hershey, what he did for the town there to help the economy, help people with jobs is absolutely incredible. He put it like a fairground, which you just went to. He put a whole, like, theme park. For his community out there. I believe it's Milton Hershey, Ike. Yeah. Uh, I, not a historian, but mm-hmm. I will go with the Hershey's bar. Okay. My third That's pick. That's a good pick, bro. Yes. Yes. So now you, you've you got, we've got two more each, Ike. They got two more each? Yes, sir. Um, oh, give me that old school payday. All right. All right. Oh. I would not have gone with that sleeper pick, Ike, but I, I'm i with you there. I haven't had a payday in a long, long right. time since I was right. a kid. Right. That'd be one where you'd get in your Halloween basket and it wouldn't be your first choice. But then by the time you got to it, it'd be like, oh, I should have ate this first. For real. All right. I am going to go. Got a few. Oh, this is tough. Damn, you got a I'll whole go with... list going to draft. Oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a whole list, Ike. <laughs> I'm going to go with peanut butter M&M's here. It's funny because as a kid, I did not like the peanut butter M&M's. But as an adult, I like the crunch. Okay. 
again, you can serve this cold. I think you can eat these more at room temperature, but give me the peanut butter M&Ms. That'll be my fourth pick. Mm. We got one more each. Uh, last but not least, Mark, give me Dang, I'm torn. Last but not least, I'll give him my Sour Patches. Good pick. Oh, my smaller travel bag Sour Patches. Yes, give him my Sour Patches. I personally, I'm not a sugar candy guy, but if I was, that is an excellent pick. I think Skittles are in the mix as well. Again, I'm more of a, a chocolate guy myself than than sweet sugary candy, but Sour Patches, excellent, excellent pick. See, I'm torn. I'm torn between two. Give me man. the Twix bar at number five. I'll go with the Twix. Man, I, I see your move. You see, you, you like to preserve your every, damn every candy. Every candy you to hit, you can put it in the uh, in the refrigerator. You trying to preserve all yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guilty, Ike. Guilty. So, quick recap, Ike Scott. I'll go through your top five, then I'll go through mine. You got candy corn, Reese's, Snickers, Payday. Sour Patches, good draft. I've got M&M's, Kit Kat, Hershey's, Peanut M&M's, and Twix. And that is our Halloween candy draft. If you think we're wrong, let us know in the comments. I am open for criticism with our Halloween candy. Ike, a couple ones left off the board. Crunch Bar, I love Crunch Bars. And then the 100 Grand Bars as well. Hard not to pick either of those, but we could only pick five each. Yeah, I mean, we did good. Yeah. Shout out to Skittles as well. Um, Ike, let's rip through the week eight matchups. Thursday night, Ravens at Bucks. Bucks have lost two in a row in four of their last five. And the Ravens have led by double digits in every game they've played this season, including the week seven win over the Browns. But the Ravens have been bad in late game situations. To me, Ike, the Ravens are a team tale of two halves because they're tied for third and first half point differential at 45, but they are 24th in the league in second half point differential at minus 25. Having said all this, given the struggles of the Bucs right now, I like the Ravens on the road in Tampa playing the Bucs. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I'm going to take, take that with you. I'm going to co-sign that with you. I like the Ravens on the road in Tampa. Um, I like what the Ra- – I think the Ravens going to get after – Tom Brady, um, they got the guys in the secondary to do it. The only, the only thing that's I'm hesitant on is what you said. It's the second half adjustments coming from the Ravens and the defense. They've allowed teams to come back from 17, 15, and 10. So that's my only issue. And, you know, if you give Tom Brady any kind of time or he slips out exactly what you're doing, he's going to light you up. But for the most part, I'm going to go with the Raven defense and I'm going to go with Lamar and that running game for the Baltimore Ravens against the Tampa Bay Bucks. If the Ravens knock off the Bucs, Ike, we're going to hear more and more about is this it for Brady and the Bucs, team that has struggled to run the football this season. We'll see, though, again, in the NFC South, you don't have a team above 500 right now. Again, we'll both take the Ravens as one-and-a-half-point road favorites on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the London game, Broncos and Jags. Ike, I'm going to go with the Jags just given the struggles of the Broncos. I know Russell Wilson isn't quite healthy. It just hasn't looked right for this Broncos team. The Jags have shown flashes, but they've slipped up too, though. But 
I like for me, it's just like the uncertainty of the Broncos offense. Javante Williams is hurt. I'm going to take the Jags in London, but I, I like these London games because you flip the TV on on Sunday morning. And you've got football early. ready to watch early, not third in the morning. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you again. I'm going to pick it back off you again. I'm going to take the Jags. I think the Jags. Um, they haven't been finding ways to lose. They just haven't put all the pieces to the puzzle together um, consistently. They've shown flashes that they, they can dominate games and show other games where they were very inconsistent in their young team. But by the end of the day, they still have talent. And they struggling without – really, they were struggling with Russell Wilson. So just overall, in general, a struggling Denver Broncos in London. I'm going to take the Jags as well. All right, Ike. 49ers at Rams, 49ers, a one and a half point road favorite. I'll let you take the first pick. And you know what? I'm just going to argue the opposite. So I'm going to give you the floor first. Who do you got? 49ers, Rams. Yeah, I mean, CMC, you know, this is the second week with CMC, Christian McCaffrey uh, being installed into this San Francisco 49ers offense, which I love. I love their zone running scheme. I love their play actions. Kittles uh, last week finally got to what Kittles of all what we like to see in Kittles. I think Kittles will be a major component. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, he's starting to become the number one receiver, not number one receiver, but outside threat. Um, Debo Samus, he's just a swish army knife. He can pretty much do it all. Whether you want him to be an outside receiver, a slot receiver, or a tailback, he can do it all. Um, it's just going to be on Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, at one point in time, when you play against a Patrick Mahomes, that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes is going to do to pretty much anybody's defense. So I'm not looking uh, at Stafford like a Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I think the San Francisco 49ers going to play pissed off. I'm not saying that the L.A. Rams not. I think the San Francisco 49ers are a more physical-minded team than the L.A. Rams, and I think they're going to come off this loss against Patrick Mahomes and company uh, mad. So I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, right now, the L.A. Rams haven't been looking like the L.A. Rams. Oh, they've been very inconsistent. Uh, Matthew Stafford, for some reason, I don't know if he's hurt, but, you know, you can't beat for all the time, and that's what it's starting to look like. Um, other than the play-action pass game, <clears throat> what they had going on, uh, Sean McVay in their offense really can't do much if they don't have a running game. I know he's been trying to get back to the running game, so – I mean, Cooper Cup is just going to be Cooper Cup, regardless of how you look at it, because Coach Sean McVay always going to find a way to get Cooper Cup the ball. And between the relationship between Stafford and Cup, man, it's it's a bond you can't break right now. So he's always going to look for his guy. But by the end of the day, just an overall team, just to to trade value off of CMC going to the San Francisco 49ers. Just the 49ers defense alone, they don't like the blitz. Um, they got guys who can get to the quarterback with just a four-man rush. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough one, but I do have the San Francisco 49ers beating the LA Rams coming up this week. Here's the case I'll make for the Rams coming off a bye week. They get right against their division opponent. McVay, Stafford, Cup is your foundation. And I, if I'm Stafford and Cup, I'm sweet-talking. I'm sending packages I'm sending text messages, phone calls to OBJ to say, hey, come help us out because we need your services to help open this offense up. A Rams offense, though, that has also struggled to run the football. 31st in the league, they trail. uh, They're only ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that department. But 
getting uh, off the bye week, I think McVay and company can get it right. So that's the argument I would make for the Rams at home on Sunday. Cool. Okay, let's let's keep going. Sunday night football, Packers at Bills. Very simple. We talked some about the Bills earlier, but Josh Allen, the current odds-on favorite to win MVP. Buffalo is still the favorite to win the Super Bowl, rightfully so on both accounts. Bills are an 11-point favorite, and if you don't think they'll cover the 11 points, throw them on the money line in a parlay, Ike. I like the Bills at home against a struggling Packers team. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the Packers. To win outright? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. I just I just can't. I just think they're just going to figure it out. I think they're just going through that rough sled. And I think they're going to finally turn the corner on somebody like the Buffalo Bills. This is this is probably my upset of the week. And this is probably one of my, dang, I wish the Buffalo Bills didn't have a bye this week and they got to play the Green Bay Packers. So this this is this is my gut feeling right now. This is my upset of the week, and I'm gonna go with the Green Bay Packers, Mark. All right, Ike. I think if that happens, you'll get a big game from Aaron Jones and I call him Tree Trunk Dylan in the backfield, a mammoth of a man, uh, AJ Dylan, the Packers running back. So if that happens, you get some of these same game parlays, Ike, and you can you can wager on a lot of different things. If the Packers upset the Bills, I think you need big, big game from the Packers running backs to control the clock and use the Packers offense to keep the Bills offense off the field. You use your offense as your defense in a certain sense. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely looking at the running game for sure because, you know, I'm a huge Aaron Jones fan. But I'm just looking at it from, oh, I finally looked myself in the mirror, an uh, Aaron Rodgers guy. So yeah, I'm just trusting my I'm just trusting my receivers, even though they're young. I'm just going to trust them, and at this point in time, it's going to be what it's going to be. So that's why I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. All right, Ike. There's that's a huge upset. Monday Night Football, Halloween night, AFC North matchup: Bengals at Browns. Browns at home in Cleveland. Bengals are three and a half point favorites on the road. This Browns team, though, has lost four consecutive games. And with this Bengals offense, the way they're throwing the ball all over the field, they're running less on early downs, and they're going to a shotgun-heavy light personnel offense. It's working, Ike. We know about the connection between Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and I think that continues. I think the Bengals, after a slow start to the season, are finally getting right, and I think that they're going to continue to be in the conversation among the NFL's elite Give me the Bengals on the road on Halloween night against the Browns. Oh, man, I can't disagree disagree with you that, on that one. Um, Jacoby Brissett is just what Jacoby Brissett is. Um, even with a mean running package between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, it's just once you get up on Jacoby, it's hard to ask Jacoby to come back and win your ball games. So say, not saying he can't do it, um, but it's just Cincinnati, Mark. I mean, you just said it. They getting hot at the right time, you know. Even when they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers created over seven turnovers in that game. It was five, but yeah, five zero. Five. I mean, they barely won. So. <laughs> Right? Am I lying? 
No, no, I'm laughing because it's true. And you win yeah. the turnover battle 5-0, you should win by more than three points, but you're not lying, Ike. Yeah, so, and, I mean, just having Joe Cool, man. Joe Cool, different, bro. He's an old school, but in a modern day era. You know, nothing bothers him. He got his own personality. He's not going to say anything wrong. He's going to be 100% honest. And you can just tell that organization, whether you're on the offense or defense side, Mark, as long as they got Joe Cool, they cool with everything in the world. That's just, that's just exactly how they move. Like, we got somebody y'all don't have. What's his name? Joe Burrow. What y'all call him? Joe Cool. Whether you play offense or defense. I know defensive guys feel like if they play, if they have Joe Cool as their quarterback, they can play offense. That's how good Joe Burrow is. I don't think too many people can say that about their quarterback. It's just his personality, Mark. So, yeah, you give him some stud at receivers. You give him T. Higgins. We saw what he did at Clemson. You give him Jamar Chase. You saw that running head of LSU. You give him, you give him Boyle. You saw Boyle was a dog in Pittsburgh. So all he know is cold weather. And guess what it's getting right now at Halloween time in Cincinnati, cold. So when you give him that, then you give him a running back. I mean, then you give them a defense who's optimistic. Yeah, they're not going to just stop anybody, but they're going to cre- create and cause turnovers. And you just keep giving Joe Burrow more possessions. I mean, for the 481 piece, what they just did, Mark, the man <laughs> did 481, man. I mean, everybody was throwing parties. I mean, which which receiver? Uh, T. Higgins had 93 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd had over 150-something yards. And, you know, Chase just going just off, to – just off of his name, like, you just say Chase, you're going to say touchdown. Hey, Chase, hey, touchdown. <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, that's just what it is over there. It's just hard stopping them boys. So you're 100% right, man. Like, And I love Cleveland and their running game. I love their style. They just got to stick to it. But it's just a smooth, <laughs> a smooth assassin of Joe Cool, bro. That boy's a goddamn assassin. And he just so cool with it. <laughs> so cool with it. So, yeah, Cincy all day on this one, man. That's going to be a heck of a game. Ike, I don't give you enough credit. Swagging you, anointing Joe Burrow, the nickname Joe Cool. I don't give you enough credit for that. No, nah, you always give my flowers, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Ike, one final thought I have on this game. Kareem Hunt's name has been rumored to be in the mix during the trade deadline between now and next Tuesday. So, potentially – his final game in a Browns uniform. We shall see. We're recording this on Wednesday. So I, I, if he does get I'm, traded, we'll see. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't mm-hmm. know what picks, and usually you don't go in your division, but you put Kareem Hunt over there with the Buffalo Bills. Whoo. 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 I need to I need to keep talking, Ike, because honestly, this is going to be a social media clip. I, I'm mad you thought of that before I did. Hey, listen, Mark, like I said, you usually don't go in your division. But Kareem sitting over there. With Buffalo well, your, com- your conference, Ike, your conference. I'm sorry, your conference. Yeah. Kareem with Buffalo? Kareem Hunt with Buffalo? That's the last piece they need. <laughs> That's the, the last piece of the puzzle they need right there, Mark. We're going to start our show off with that. Right <laughs> And I know you mad because you ain't think of it first. Well, you, well, I what feel. I'm going to say when this happens next week, when we talk about it, Ike, we're manifesting this right now. 
I'm going to say, should we give the Bills the Super Bowl Lombardi trophy now or later, in all honesty? Are you right now? Kareem Hunt? Oh, it's just what what do what do Cleveland want for him? And Buffalo, like, what y'all what y'all want? Cause we we gonna win that thing this year if y'all give us Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt and Singletary in the backfield. I mean, I know Nick Chubb's doing his thing. I'll say this though, if the Browns do make a deal, Dearness Johnson, the third stringer, in the time he's gotten to play Ike when those two guys haven't been healthy. I'd like to see him get his opportunity too. So we'll see where Kareem Hunt goes because he- we saw last year, Mark. Yep, we saw about Johnson last year. Yep, when Nick, when Nick got hurt and it was uh Kareem and Johnson, we was like, oh, who's the number three? Yep, yeah, Lee. So they got depth at the running back position. They got studs. Oh, oh, Kareem Hunt to the Buffalo Bills. Holy moly! All right, Ike. You're the absolute best. I want to thank you, the Believe Network, our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producers Megan and Yancey as well. Today's sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show, betonline.ag. They'll take care of any of your NFL gambling needs throughout the season. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Thank you for taking the time to make us a part of your day. Hey, make sure y'all give us a uh, five-star rating. We want to thank all the viewers and subscribers for checking Marking Out on the Believe in Network. Bet online, appreciate you. BetOnline.ag, appreciate you for always rocking with Marking Out since they won. Nothing but love coming from y'all. Brinks TV, Believe in Podcast. Mark, you know, you're my fave when it comes down to this podcast. This is what we do. It's, it's Marking Out versus everybody. I'm just going to leave it like that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Marcus and y'all off gracefully. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back next week to recap Steelers Eagles. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.